Hello, have you ever wondered if the way you've always handled conflict is the way you've learned from your childhood and your growing up? If so, if you don't like the behavior, if you don't like the results, how do you change that? Well, we're going to talk about that here and much more on Couples Pursuit Live. Couples Pursuit. Hello, this is Vincent. And Valerie. Woodard. And on this episode of Couples Pursuit, we're going to talk about how to manage conflict during an interview with Kyle Benson. All Welcome, right. Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Thank you for having me. <laughs> It's so glad you're here once again. I'm so glad you accepted our invite to do an interview. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Um, kind of been, you know, just social media stalking you because <laughs> all the people that's in the, the niche that we have, um, I'm always just interested in what they do and how they help couples. And I, and I can always learn something. So I appreciate you so much. Yes, yes. Just to tell you a little bit about Kyle. Kyle is uh, Kyle Benson is a self-proclaimed relationship nerd who provides practical research-based tools uh, to build long-lasting intimate relationships. Kyle is best known for his uh, compassion and non-judgmental style and his capacity to see the root problem. Mm -hmm. That is so important. Tell us how you came about this work, Kyle. Ooh, that's a a personal journey. So I've had kind of um, started really in college and then even after that just really unhealthy relationships where there was a lot of cheating um, on the other partner's part uh, and I just felt incredibly insecure with my relationships and my own self-worth and um, ended up trying to compensate with my insecurities by working a bunch wow. um, and trying to prove my worth by how much money I had uh, <laughs> and uh, ended up actually having um an autoimmune reaction where I had psoriasis, which is like these red scaly spots on your body that covered me from head to toe. I never mm-hmm. had it before. Mm-hmm. Um, my body just shut down. Wow. Um, I couldn't even walk like more than a few blocks without wanting to like pass out and be coming from like a playing college soccer to not being able to do that was just kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and I remember kind of sitting on the, the, the chair and going, how in the world did I get here? Like, <laughs> what happened? Um, and for whatever reason, it wasn't, so much of the kind of the health stuff or eating or, or things like that it was more of man my relationships has just been really roller coaster yeah uh and so i tried to figure that out so i started i started off with a book called what makes love last by dr john gottman and then another book mm. called attached by um amir levine and rachel heller and those just really spoke to me in terms of um anxious attachment and communication and it just kind of kind of compelled me to kind of want to understand more Mm. and so I just started writing about my experiences and what I was understanding and um, a lot about the Gottman research uh, that John Gottman had done Mm -hmm. the Gottman suit ended up sharing some of that stuff I reached out to them asked them if I could take over their blog they said yes to that wow um, so yeah and then that kind of led to a lot of opportunities where working with them I currently manage research studies for them Mm. Um, and so from there, thinking to grad school, then to becoming a therapist and, and working with couples. So wow, wow what a journey! Thank yeah. you for sharing that. It's very personal, yeah, personal experience. And I think sometimes people don't realize how stress and uh, dysfunction can disrupt your your not just your mental but your physical mm-hmm. body as well. 
Thank you yeah. so much for, for real, sharing for that. For real, for real. Well, yeah. when I was on, on your website, um, you have a free resource. You have a couple of free resources that I'm urging my listeners and our viewers to check them out because, it's, um, man, I just learned a lot. I was able to get some um, things to bring home and say, hey, baby, you know, I'm gonna, I want to check this out. But one of the ways, it's a conflict, of how to manage conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a lot of free resources on that. But when I was reading it, I wanted to say, man, when I said, I know what I want to talk to Cal about. Because mm-hmm. this one statement stuck out for me, stuck out for me, stuck out for me. It says conflicts often arise when couples are so focused on their need to be understood than than neither spouse seeking to understand the other. Right. Wow. As a result, they argue, fight, and verbally degrade one another. So, I yeah, I wanted to go there because yeah. um, there's so many couples, unfortunately, I believe, are living in that space. And that, I think that sums it up. I don't know if I ever could have worded it quite the same, but we're, we want everybody to understand how we feel right. as opposed to actually taking the time to look what's going on with you, right. you know? <laughs> so that's what I wanted to um, share. So you can share a little bit about that and, and manage the conflict. And I mean, my eyes, of course, will go there, but just, you know, just as much as you can give us, I know it's a free resource that can go to your website, right. but as much as you feel free to give us. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's a really common trap that we kind of get in, in relationships and it makes a lot of sense, right? If we're upset or we're hurting, we want our partners to see us. We want them to validate that. They, we want them to see our needs. But then when both partners are doing that, it's like they're both getting louder or the one partner shutting down to really be seen. Um, and they end up really kind of missing each other. Yes. And one of the big things that causes that and Gottman talks about this a lot too, is when couples talk to each other, they argue with each other. Mm. It's it's really kind of in a reactive moment, right? It's like one of them gets a bill and goes, what on earth did you spend that at (laughs) the store, right? And all of a sudden it's this big argument and it's not this like, hey, like let's sit down and let's talk about how this is really impacting me emotionally. And then I want to hear you and I want to connect and understand what's going on for you. And let's build this bridge between our experiences. It's just, you know what's wrong with you and all of a sudden we're in attacking our partner's character then they want to defend their character yeah, counterattack right, our character right. boom we're into this just knockout conflict that is so painful for both partners wow my goodness my goodness yeah i will you know you have to say about that baby no i just think that's a wonderful uh concept you know to to just directly attack that uh part of relationship dysfunction one of the things we talk about the most is that communication is the most important thing mm-hmm. and effective, effective communication, communication is yes. the most important thing because yes. we communicate in many ways, which involve, of course, our, um, our love language, your, you know, your style of communication, your, the way that you apologize, you know, whether you apologize at all mm-hmm. and how you recover from that. All of that can be solved with effective communication. And so just honoring and respecting one another you know, is is so key and in conflict resolution. So and for real, for great. real. That and so that leads me to the ne- the next point. Um when I was going through so there's a part on there that says talks about intentional talking. Mm-hmm. And it talks about um when it's your turn to speak, right. basically just be mindful and not try to um criticize the other person. Mm-hmm. This is not um let me tell you what you've done wrong. 
um, session. This is a <laughs> it's an intentional, yeah. you know, because uh, we really want to get to the bottom of whatever this issue is that's going on with us. And I I, I would like your help because it involves both it of takes us. Two. So yes. can we talk as can we talk with each other instead of at each other? So intentional talking, Cal. Show us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, you both are kind of really speaking to it, right? And, and Valerie is saying this respect, right? And when couples are in conflict, they do kind of attack each other's character. They go after some of the stuff. And that actually misses the whole point, mm. right? What's the reason we're attacking is because we're hurting or we're feeling vulnerable or, or there's a need that's not getting met. <laughs> and so instead of talking about what I need from you, I'm going to, and, and, and I start to attack who you are, you're just going to defend who you are. And then we're right. going to stuck in that pattern. And like, yeah. just what That's you're talking about is cyclic. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if we can be intentional about it and we can start to see that there's a, there's a challenge between the two of us and we can come together to see that as a challenge and we can start to go, what's going on for you? What's happening for me? And we can talk about our experience, not kind of blaming our partner, not attacking them we can have what is called a soft startup it actually causes our partner to get a little bit closer and engage in understanding what's going on for us um, and then when we also do the flip and get to understand what's going on for them we start that mutual understanding before any problem solving happens is what starts to build a bridge to our connection and also starts to build some intimacy and understanding that then we can move the relationship forward. That's so true. I, I love that. And I, I had another question, but I want to um, back up on that soft startup. I've re- I read about that. And, and um, I think I've seen a video on, on John Gottman's YouTube page or um, I, I forgot how I got introduced to it. But so how can a couple that starts off um, arguing, rah, rah, you know, whatever. So we're, we're past the startup. Is it possible to recover and to, to restart with a Dial soft back, startup? Yeah. Like, is, is that possible? How, how does that, and if it is, how, how does that work? So what John, Dr. John Gottman's research shows is that's only a 4% chance of that being possible. Wow. wow. Um, so wow. 96% of the time when we start a conversation negative, it will stay negative. And that's from actually watching couples have 15 minute conversations with wires on their face and a whole bunch of other stuff to figure out what's going on. It's just, it's really hard to get back when we start so critically. It doesn't mean it's not possible, um, but it just, yeah. right. It's just, it's just really, really hard. And so sometimes with that it it the way to actually get back from that is you might need to take a break and get away from each other to kind of soothe because whoever's kind of if you're coming out really harshly and really critically there's something going on that you're not being soft and so you got to kind of regulate yourself to come back into the conversation and then begin to kind of soft start with that softer place which is actually going to bring your partner closer because they're going to see oh this is about what's going on for you or there's something going on between us that we can team up against um, so that's the first part. The second part is there's going to have to be repair, mm, right? If I come, if I go to my, my spouse and I say, right, you're just so lazy. You never do any this cleaning or you never like help out with this part. I already did dishes. I did this stuff, <laughs> right? Like it's, 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 I'm, I'm attacking kind of who she is, right? I'm, I'm calling her out. I'm calling her lazy. That's not, that's not a partnership. That's not helpful in that way. Right. And so I would have to apologize for that. I'd have to go to her and say, you know what? I, I was really out of line. You know, I, I realized I called you lazy and that's not okay. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I said that. 
Um, and I would, I would need to know what she would need for me to understand how to repair and get our relationship back on track. Mm-hmm. That is such good information. <laughs> That's good. I like Most that. people skip that part. You know, we kind of like oh, they to, do. you know, get quiet, go away and come back, gloss over it right. and wait for the other person to respond or give a gift, you know, or some expression of, uh, of sorrow or regret instead of actually saying it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's so good. And, and my, that leads right into my next question of about um, of asking for what you want, um, not what you don't. And we, we did an interview with um, Dr. Shakisha Heidek, and um, she made a very great point of um, let's talk. Let's talk about the issue, not all the issues, not not everything that that's wrong in this relationship today mm-hmm. you know let's 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 actually get down to the root but talk about what you what we want to solve now yes. like what's what do we want to move forward from now we can, we can't work out all these issues in one conversation because it's just going it's going to go somewhere else right. but um so talk um ask for what you need and 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 not what you don't what do you think about that Kyle? <laughs> yeah i mean that's what's so important we want to give our partners a map to our heart Right, we want want them to see what. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Barely. We love. Okay. Did it just. I got you. Okay, we go. Okay. Right. Yeah, we want we want to in asking for what we need, we want to give our partners a map to our heart, right, mm-hmm. and have okay. them really kind of see us and understand us. Um, but that's also really hard. And so when we come in and there's might be multiple things where we struggle in the relationship once we feel like our partners wants to hear us and we start with one we might want to add six or seven right and just like you said when we when we we add more to it it actually blocks us from actually getting one problem resolved or at least being able to manage it better right and that's why even from uh john's research john Gottman's research when he watched couples who were able to manage conflict well they stayed focused on one problem until they're able to actually solve it or at least come like, to a mutual wow. understanding. Um, and so that's a really key thing. And that's that's hard too, right? It's yeah. hard because it's like, well, you know, we got this part, but then we have this other issue. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go into both of them, but it's you girl. have to have... It's <laughs> right. And, and so we got to have a little bit of kind of, okay, let's just focus on this. Let's actually get through this. Let's feel like a team. And then we can address this at another date. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really key for that. And then as you're talking about with the kind of asking for what you need, that's really important, right? When we're coming into our relationship, we need to own our part of what we need to feel secure and, and how to work with our partner. We can't have our partner read our mind. We can't say, hey, don't do this, right? You can't um, you can't just come home at, at 5 p.m., right? And like this really vague stuff, it's like what's underneath that is really, I need to know that I kind of matter to you. And one of those ways that I see that is this gesture, Right. And it's giving them really clear, specific ways to be successful with you. That's true. That's true. Um, and what I've found kind of working with couples is sometimes that's hard to really understand what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we might have to work with our partner a little bit on that. But it's also our job to really understand what is our need and what's underneath that. And if we come from families like you talked about that open ended question at the start of today, we might have grown up in a family where needs weren't valued at all. And so we might not even know what we need. Yes. That's so true. Yes. And so that might be something that we have to kind of work on or explore to be able to bring into our relationship so we can have a more secure and healthy relationship. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And I, I think also what's important about that is 
in not asking, in asking for what you want, not what you don't. Also, the silent factor, because oftentimes one one spouse may be passive, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't express what they want, and they may, may be also passive aggressive, and and then that other spouse can't necessarily read that. You know, and so then if you don't ask for what you really want, you continue to get what you don't. Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And who is to blame for that, really? Yes. We have to speak, you know, and say what I know I don't like that. No, yes. I prefer not to be touched that way or talked to that way or. I don't like it when we have this every single night or every week at the same time. I would like variety or I need consistency. Say those things and then you can get underneath and discuss, well, tell me more about that. What what makes you feel that way? And then you can find out, oh, this is how he or she works. Yes. And that really helps me to understand who they are instead of feeling attacked because they do not match me. That's true. That is yeah. so true. That is, and that, and that my next question led right into that mm-hmm. is, um, so, so often we find ourselves trying to understand, we don't understand before problem solving. Uh, that's another one I read um, mm-hmm. in, in your great free, one of your free resources. How we sometimes we can try to move on, try to solve the problem, but we really don't understand. I want to get is that a mansplaining thing that John got me talk about that because <laughs> it sounds like something that we do. It sounds like okay, we just want to. I got a remedy for that right there, but do you understand what the problem is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't, but <laughs> understand before solving solving the problem. Right. And um, yeah, I, I would love for you to sp- hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, um, I sometimes do see it a little bit more in men. Um, <laughs> it really kind of depends on kind of family culture and kind of how we deal with feelings, right? And so um, the big thing, though, is in that, if our partner says, hey, this bothers me, we're like, okay, well, let's just try this now. Right. Our partner doesn't really feel understood. We're not curious about their experience. We're not trying to understand where this is coming from or exactly what the need is. And so it's like it's like trying to build a house without all the material. Right. Our partner's feelings, their needs, as well as our feelings and our needs all need to kind of come out. And we both need to understand each other before we start to build a solution. Well, yeah, right, yeah. and that's where couples they they go. Oh, here's here's a, a two by four of of one of my feelings, and the partner's like, "Cool, we can build a house with this." And then the partner's <laughs> like, "No, like that's gonna fall over with the with the wind." Right, right, and that's why we have to go really slow and get to a point where we're asking our partner, "Okay, what I'm hearing you're saying is this part, and you need this, and you feel this way." And actually, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm going to really make space and honor that that's your experience until our partner feels like, yes, you understand me. And once they can say, yes, you got it, you understand me, and they can do the same for their partner, we have that mutual understanding, and then that's where we can problem solve. That is that is so awesome. I, I'm, I want to hear your thoughts about this. But one of the things I, that I've learned um, later on in our marriage mm-hmm. is to actually like ask the question, like, I need clarity. You know, on, on what we just what we just said, because sometimes I'm multitasking and I, I, I'm not really getting a clear. You laughing? You laughing? Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm not really getting a clear explanation. And when I find myself lately, I has not haven't always been this way. Right. But lately, when I find myself saying, I don't think I got the full gist mm-hmm. of what she said. So, but oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, baby. Can you, can you say it again? You know, mm-hmm. can, you, can you rephrase that or? 
you know, a question. I got a question about something before I give an answer. Is this to it. what you meant by yes. that? Uh-huh. So yeah. that, that that is a really good point. That is really good. Hope hopefully somebody need to put that in the back pocket and our, our right. front pocket or whatever. Because I think you can run on from that. Yeah, that's that's really important. You know, that it's really important to be heard and understood. Because that is what communication is about. The exchange of information for the purpose of understanding. I'm not just telling you because I want you to hear me go, oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure. I want you to, sometimes I just need you to hear. Sometimes I need you to hear. Well, I need you to hear and, and comprehend and understand. Okay? I know that's synonymous, but... Sometimes it mm-hmm. doesn't always <laughs> work <laughs> yeah. together. Right, but, right. Understand. Right. <laughs> listen to understand. And if you don't understand, then investigate more. Find out what I mean. Don't yeah. just assume, oh, well, she says she doesn't like uh, spaghetti sauce from this particular restaurant. So she don't want spaghetti. So, I, oh, she doesn't like spaghetti. <laughs> I, never, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's a simple, it's funny, but. So many things are misconstrued. A person can think, oh, well, I just don't, we don't do this anymore because she doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. And then when you express that in a conversation to another person, well, my wife or my husband, we don't do this because they don't like that. And the spouse is like, when did I tell you I don't like that? <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. So a little bit goes a long way. But yes, right. listen, understand, uh, investigate, and then repeat it if you have to so yeah, you can exactly. get reassurance about what's been exchanged and then also ask for clarity um, yeah right. um, well and that's just i mean this is so important right there is so many uh couples that i work with like even in session one partner will say another partner will all of a sudden take it and be like okay this is this is the new fact this is the new rule <laughs> and the and 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 i go hey can you actually right you're telling yourself this after they say that can you check that out with them yeah. can you check that out if that's what they actually meant and that's what's beautiful about what you know vincent can you give me some clarity? Can you help yeah. me? Right. What's help me make sure I get this right. And if yeah. you can slow down and do that in your relationship, that will help so much miscommunication and misunderstanding. That, that is, leads to yeah. the next point. Calm yourself. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds explain, self-explanatory, but talk about that. Give us more about that. Keep it. Yeah. Going. I think especially in conflict for some of us, we grew up in families that conflict was normal. Other families, not there was no conflict. Everything got swept under the rug. And so our, our bodies can become really overwhelmed when we get into conflict. And so mm-hmm. if we can be, if we can be softer in our startup um, and be gentler and listening to that stuff, that'll help our nervous system. Mm-hmm. But also we have to be able to calm ourselves so we can do that too. Yeah. Right. So as a speaker, if I'm really hurt and over and overwhelmed with negativity and anger, I'm going to come out harsh. Yeah. It's my part to work on soothing and self-soothing so I can then start to share that in a way that my partner can move towards me and start mm-hmm. to connect with what's under under that anger or what my anger is about. Um and so that's a big part for kind of the 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 speaker who's often sharing what's going on for them. For the listener, it's kind of the same thing, right? Our partner might say something, and we we might want to just defend ourselves, attack them back, and and not actually listen. We're listening. We might be listening to reply rather than understand, mm-hmm. right? And so we really have to slow down and and trust that okay. I got to really try to understand my partner. They're sharing this right now. I'm going to put my agenda, my stuff about this on 
the side and trust that in the future we will talk about this mm-hmm. and it'll be my turn for my space to be really understood um and this is something john gottman does when julie gottman his wife um talks about issues he writes down what she will say wow. and he will take a note and he has said he has this little journal that he would kind of pull out and he does it because it gets him to focus on what she's saying not on his reaction not on what it does and he focuses on if i can write this down i can really understand her That's, that is so good that's so good i remember um so often in our early relationships we used to argue um we used to, after we get to a point of you know heightened uh, excitement in the argument or whatever uh, it's like man I wish you could record yourself you know I wish you could hear yourself I wish you cause you know I'm telling you what I said no that's not what I said no, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but so that point mm-hmm. um, and we have one more point to go but that so when you said talk about calming yourself I know some people might be looking at this video or, or listen to this on the podcast and say, well, that's easy for y'all to say. Y'all are relationship coaches, you know, y'all, that's easy for y'all to say. What do you say to those people that are like, I, I, I don't know, I, I can't help it. I can't. <laughs> well, I think that's, I think that's where you start to question, really? Um, I mean, I can get, I can get angry. It is hard for me sometimes, but that's, that's work I've, I've done and work I have to do. But if you say you can't help it, does that also show up when you're in public? Are you able to, are you able to control it in public? If you can control in public, why can't you control it at home? Nice. Right. Because there's something that you're telling yourself or convincing yourself you can't do it, but yet you can. And so there's a discrepancy that you need to examine on why that is. And, and oftentimes if you, the people who say, oh, like, I just can't control it. I'm like, okay, well, last time this happened in public and you told me this, you didn't react. You didn't blow up. You didn't attack the <laughs> sand person. So, so help me understand, like, what's the difference here? Yeah, you let them um, easy. It's a lack right. of desire or yeah. self-control and you, you, like, or respect. You, you would always say that the, 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 the true the test. Way you, no, the way you yeah, the true test. The true test of when you, when you love me, if you love me, is how you treat me when you're not happy with me. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That is so. Good. You can say whatever you want, but when you're upset and you can't, you don't control yourself. Mm-hmm. That tells me all I need to know. For real, for relationship real. red flag number one. Man, this this interview was so good, and we yeah. brought run out of time. And I yes. appreciate it so much, Kyle. Look, my last one is connect emotionally. You speak a lot about empathy, empathy, and we do too, actually, because I learned that's actually a key thing when you speak from that place and um, actually to that place also but from that place where you are trying to really feel understand and feel what the other person what your spouse is saying so connect um, emotion, emotionally that's, that's the last point yeah so just kind of really quickly on that like if our partner is sharing their their feelings and their experience sometimes we want to kind of defend ourselves or kind of dismiss that and it leaves them feeling isolated and alone right, right? Yes. if we can if we can make space for them really seek to understand them our job really at that point is to try to step into their shoes what what like this clearly this is something that bothers them clearly this is something that is upsetting and how can i make sense of that Mm-hmm. How can I step into that and go, yeah, like what you're actually saying that you felt hurt that I talked to this person at this party and, and I left you alone and excluded you like I can actually resonate with that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense that you were hurt in that way. Um, 
just even saying that and honoring our partner's experience, it, what it does, it actually regulates their nervous system. It makes them feel safe. And all of a sudden they feel they can start to connect with us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really key part. That is so important. Uh, we want to honor your time. We want to thank you for joining us yes, today. Yes, thank you so uh, much. Thank you. And we want to say to all the listeners uh, to learn more about Kyle Benson and to download your free guides to stop cycles of conflict and begin connecting in your relationship today, visit uh, www.kylebenson.net. Mm-hmm. Kylebenson.net. K-Y-L-E-B-E-N-S-O-N.net. Yes, that's right. And I'll leave a link in the comments. So thank yes, you again, thank Kyle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We did it. it. We got together and it was a great connection. Um, I just appreciate you so much for saying yes. And I just look forward to, um, know, you know, it's a great interview when you're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and I pre- to, to connect it in the future. Yeah. And I appreciate you putting this on and helping couples. I mean, this is really powerful stuff. So thank you for making this happen. All righty. So, all righty. Till next time, we want to thank right. you for joining us here on Couples Pursuit Live. We pray that the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace. We'll see you here again on Couples Pursuit Live. Bye. Bye.